Hello, and welcome to part two of my anti-Valentine's Day horror. Yes, the big day has come and gone, unless you listen to us on Valentine's Day, in which case have another chocolate. The fillers are slowly dying, and the chocolates have all been eaten. The champagne has long since been drunk, and there's just another teddy bear to add to the collection. But doesn't mean you still can't come and listen to my podcast of my bloody Valentine 3D. This was one of the first in the modern 3D movies I saw. Nowadays every film has to be very fucking D. And I actively try to avoid 3D movies as much as possibly because they always look shit and the effects look cheap due to the 3D cameras or worse it's a post-conversion job. Also, just because it's 3D doesn't mean every single fucking thing has to point right at the camera. Didn't learn anything from Friday 13th part 3D. Hmm. Heavy on with the show, starring Jensen Nichols, Jimmy King, Kerr Smith, Kevin Ty, and horror icon Tom Atkins, directed by Patrick Luzier. The plot. Pretty much the same as the 1981 classic, Hanninger returns to his hometown after being away for years. His return just so happens to be on the 10th anniversary of a mining incident caused by him where six miners were trapped underground and only one sole survivor, Harry Warden, is found. In a coma for a year, Warden is suddenly awakened to run rampant, killing 23 people. He is taken down by a deputy and sheriff not before killing teens at a party at a mine. Survivors are Sarah, Axel and Tom. So ten years later, Tom comes back to sell the mine after his father dies. This causes Harry to go on an odd killing spree and it's down to Axel, Sarah and Tom to stop him. So the movie opens with some flashy 3D effects showing newspaper headlines, remember them, of what's happened at the mine. I should say I won't watch this on 3D, even though I have the 3D DVD. Also, when a 3D movie is released on DVD, the glasses are shit. That come off from those pissy little paper things are terrible. And the 3D always looks shockingly ghosty. Even 3D Blu-rays on a 3D TV and a 3D Blu-ray player suffers from the same problem. Anyway, back to the movie. It shows Harry Warden, the sole survivor that had killed the five other miners that he was trapped, to have oxygen to breathe, making him a mass murderer. It then flows into the hospital one year later, and Harry is in bed, still in a coma, where he has a nightmare and more backstory about how Tom knew nothing, that he was just there because his daddy owned a mine and he wasn't a fucking expert. So the gas in the mine blocked causing a cave-in. Yet Harry doesn't have a burn on him even though it shows him getting engulfed in flames. And he wakes up from his coma and starts killing everybody in sight. Because he's the fucking bug nuts crazy. Even though he's been in a coma for months and his muscles would be mush. But I suppose this is just a movie. However, it does annoy the shit out of me. It's even worse in movies such as Halloween 4. Where Michael is not only a crispy body, but he has been in a coma for 10 years. One mention of a blood relative, and he's up killing again. I feel a movie that gets this muscle fatigue right, 
and after being a coma is Kill Bill Volume 1. But anyway, back to this movie, where the sheriff, played by Tom Atkins, shows up to do the carnage, and it is glorious. Bodies are ripped into two, somehow, blood splattered everywhere, and the bodies with their hearts ripped out, I guess, madness gives you super strength too. <laughs> so to the mine, where what else but a teen party, and at the place where five people were murdered a year earlier. You gotta love teen logic and horror movies. Haunted house where 69 people were killed and run by demons, you say? Hmm, shit, let's have a party and try to contact the dead. What's the worst that can happen? Five minutes later, they're all dead in equally inventive ways. I love how Axel, played here by Kersmith, fits Beard onto the fire hoping for a reaction. Sorry, but Beard does not have a high enough alcohol content to explode or have flames try whiskey next time. This is where we meet, we are introduced to Tom, played by Jensen Eccles, looking like he just walked straight off the set of season 3 of Supernatural, and his girlfriend Sarah, played by Jamie King, who was everywhere in the noughties, from White Chicks to Sin City to the underwhelming The Spirit, and a few others I can remember off the top of my head. So, all four, oh, I thought about Axel's girlfriend, Irene, played by Betsy Rue, go into the mine to party, because why wouldn't you party at a damp, dank, disgusting old mine? Sarah gets left at the mine entrance by Tom to get some beers, and she goes looking for Axel and Irene, where she gets scared by an undamed teen, dressed as a miner, who quickly is offed by the pickaxe to the eye, popping out for a cheap 3D scare, where Sarah of course runs off and finds the many, many bodies of Annie's carnage. Axel grabs Sarah from behind and pulls her out of sight just before Harry turns the corner so Honey goes a hunting for them and is quickly found by another unnamed teen who calls out Jason is that you and even at the time I saw this I said nope a wrong franchise dude you should this is a killer miner not a killer mommy's boy heavy <laughs> He runs away, bangs his head on a support beam and is offed by Harry with an axe to the mouth, giving a chance for Axel, Irene and Sarah to make a run for it. However, Axel falls in great horror movie style and Sarah should have done in the original, not just stand there like a damsel in distress. However, Harry uses the shovel to kill an unnamed blonde in glorious practical effects death scene by slicing her head in two. As the poor unnamed blonde's head slides down the spade blade, Axel and Sarah run off into Tom and the three make a run for it to the exit, with Harry chasing them. They find Irene in Axel's car and Axel pulls Sarah away from Harry, who attacks Tom with the pickaxe. He then throws the axe at the car just before Axel speeds off with the axe stuck in the windshield after it coming directly at the audience and Sarah's head, leaving Tom in the hands of Harry, so Tom runs off and is attacked by Harry, who out of nowhere gets shot by the sheriff, who somehow managed to find him in the tunnels, and is shot again as he runs off into the mine, put to black and ten years later. Axel is now the sheriff and is getting interviewed by a local anchor woman, where he spouts the the line, the stupidest fucking holiday aggregating card company ever invented, and I couldn't agree with him more. This is a non-holiday holiday. So remember, next time 
you don't get a Valentine's card. That's the real St. Valentine's Gate. St. Valentine was tortured and then beheaded by the Romans in 273 AD. It wasn't until the late 60s, early 70s, where it was turned into the joke of a holiday that they all loathe and hate today. Anyway, back to the movie. Where we see Sarah is now married to Axel. However, he's cheating on her with Megan, as Ben Foley, played by Kevin Tye, chastised Axel on making the sound like an inbred bunch of hillbillies. Cut to Axel's dad's cabin in the woods, where Axel and Megan meet for sex after she asks why they never have sex in the hotel. Oh, yeah, love, because that's subtle. And she asks why he's in the way he's never going to tell his wife. She then gives him a gift and a card with Be Mine Forever written in it. This is where she tells Axel she's pregnant, much to Axel's horror. Cut to Tom, opening the mine. Actually, Tom's reintroduction is where Jensen looks like he's walked straight off the special set. All he needed was Baby and the Devil's Head pendant. True Slack fans would know that one. Yeah. So to Tom. So Tom drives to Ben Foley's house, who I thought was the mayor of this town for long enough, and he tells Tom that the sale of the mine has been put off until Monday, which means he'd have to spend the weekend, which means the day before it was Friday the 13th, but more than that later. And he agrees about the mine, and Tom wanted to, and he argues about the mine, and Tom wanted to sell it. Also that his father protected the men does this mean that his dad covered up the warden killings? Hmm. To the Thunderbird Motel, where Tom gets a room for the weekend. The couple next door have a very loud sex, and the couple also have a play to be Iwin, played by Betsy Roo, and a trucker played by Todd Farmer, writer of this movie. This is also where we see Tom is suffering from PTSD, and he needs he's on pills to help him. Again, why does a man get dressed right after sex but the woman has to stay naked for her death scene? Hmm, like she wouldn't throw on some pants or maybe a shirt, but no, she runs out naked after him after she finds out she he has taped her having sex with him. She throws a gun at him and he goes off by the miner with a pickaxe to the head in another practical effect. So Irene runs off past a cordless phone what, you're going to pick that up? I mean, come on, it's cordless. And into a room and looks for some place to hide. So she runs under a bed. Under the bed, she looks on as the miner searches for her. However, is interrupted by the hotel owner looking for her dog. Apparently this dog was a big thing. This was the dog of the head of Lionsgate or something, according to the director's commentary on the disc. No idea, but it's a French bulldog. Minute you want to think. Anyway, it's not important. However, she gets offed by the miner by getting pinned to the ceiling with the pickaxe. This causes Irene to cry out, and the miner attacks her. Oh yes, by the way, Betsy Roo actually kicks the stuntman in the face, almost knocking him out. She pulls the bed frame up, like that would protect her. However, she gets the axe to the heart, cut to the morning, and the discovery of the bodies and the carnage. I just noticed a huge mistake. Earlier Ben tells Tom he moved the Friday meeting to the Monday to give him time to think over the sale. However, as Axel and his deputy uh, look at the hotel registrar, it's the 11th of February. Uh, that is a Wednesday in 2009, not a Friday or a Saturday. 
the Friday being the 13th and the Saturday being the 14th of Valentine's Day test test writers kept to Sarah at her store with men coming around telling her about the murders and Tom Jensen looking very good Winchester here walks in and throws Sarah for a loop telling him that she has moved on and it has been 10 years also he's vanished into the fresh air where did he go for all that time but more on that later so later that night Sarah is home with her son in real life he is Jamie's nephew and Nanny Rosa, played by Joy de la Plaz, excuse the punctuation there, who is folding laundry, foreshadowing, mm. while Sarah goes into the bedroom and reminisces over some old photos. Sarah calls Axel to ask about the murders, but he just brushes her off and watches the footage from the trucker's camera, as his deputy, played by Eddie Gaffrey, talks about the rumours spreading around town that Harry Warden is back from the dead. Another deputy and Axel a heart-shaped box and it has Ivy's heart inside of it, nice touch from the original there. Cut to Tom Atkins in the local bar discussing Harry Warden and in walks home Hanniger, who quickly gets into a fight with one of the old-time miners who tells him Harry is back for him. And then gets into another fight with another miner named Red and surprise surprise a fist hits the camera this is 3D and 3D is scary and smashes the mirror. So that tells him the town blames him for the disaster and that he saved him twice and it won't be a third. Cut to Axel watching the porn tape of Irene and the trucker as Sarah walks in on Axel and Axel tells her this is an evidence tape so he grills her on Tom's return. The one thing she walks in him watching the sex part, not the actual killing part, and that didn't raise a red flag with her. Mm. Yeah, so anyway, moving on. He tells her that the love of her life meant to be involved, well, no shit, Sherlock. She tells him that he's not the love of her life, and he guilts her by showing her the picture from earlier. God, he's good. Not only is he cheating on her and got his mistress pregnant, but he guilt trips into feeling bad for looking at an old picture. God, the guy's in love with He then freezes the video that shows Tom walking past the window. And uh, what the hell does that prove? After all, Tom did have a room at the motel. Hmm. So the next morning, Friday the 13th, and again, Sam is a little busy with Jason to help Dean air Tom out in this one. But some more on that later. And Tom asks Sarah to talk when he tries to explain why he ran off 10 years earlier, but all she does is guilt trip him into King Mind's open. So he drives out to the mind and not only changes outfits in between shots, well done wardrobe, but he sees Axel's deputy stirring shit, so he asks to go down into the mine to see Ben again i thought he was the mayor but guess not he was just a miner <laughs> but the miners stop him however he insists and is taken down by red you know the guy had a fight with not 24 hours earlier the one like smashed his hand in the mirror mm. so down they go in the real car and this is where tom gets attacked by the miner and the miner locks him inside the cage or is it just Tom locked away in the cage as the miner Harry goes on a killing spree mm, not very well hidden there I got it in my first viewing and he looks on in horror as Red and the miner have it out 
first with the minor sticking the pickaxe through Red's arm, then a scuffle ending with the minor kicking the axe through Red's head. Then the minor goes to turn on Red's body with the axe, smashing him time time again until his guts literally pour out the body. As Tom is still locked in a cage, just as the little mage come running round the corner to find Red dead body, and Tom still locked in a cage. Hmm, is all I'm saying. Cut to the hospital, and Sarah is handing out Valentine chocolates, where she sees Tom getting patched up. This is where the movie tries to pin the killings on Ben, a pathetic red herring if I ever saw one. As Tom tells him that Harry Warden is back and tried to kill him. Just as Sarah walks in and Ben tells her Tom thinks Harry Warden is back. She asks why he was there in the first place so Tom tells her that he isn't selling the means after all. Just like that, Axel skulks from behind the curtain and tells Tom that Sarah is now his and he is his wife, the mother of his son and the two share a bed and have sex, even though he's a cheating bastard. So, Axel quizzes Tom about Harry Warden, and then drops the bombshell that the Tom townfolk, including his dad, killed Harry Warden years earlier, therefore showing that Tom and the minor are one and the same person. Some really bad, terrible rating there. We're only about halfway into the movie. Shocking. Cut to a forest with Axel, Sarah, Tom, Ben and the deputy and the old sheriff looking for Harry's bones. This is where they tell them uh, they found Harry bleeding to death at an escape match so they bury him in a shallow grave. Where, surprise, the bones are gone. So Axel, again with a really shitty name, asks are they sure he was dead and the old sheriff says yes he put a bullet in himself to the head and buried the body. Yet more red herrings as Tom quizzes the deputy as to why he was at the mine just before the minor attack. So Axel grills Tom back at the station with Tom saying he's innocent and someone is framing him. Axel asks why he came back to town after all he missed his dad's funeral and now he wants to do is sell the, sell the mine but he's not selling them anymore so what the fuck is he doing? So Tom tells him Sarah settled for him and this caused a fight between Axel and Tom. This causes the deputy to break in and break up the fight telling Axel that the foreman said he got Tom out of the cage, hence he is free to go. Outside the jail, Ben tells Tom to run or he's going to be next on Harry's list. However, Tom says he's not going anywhere this time and for Ben to watch his back, oh, come on, are they even trying to hide that he's the killer now? Really? <laughs> so, later that night, Tom goes back to turn number 5 for some reason and finds someone watching him. So he runs off to find them. He then finds Axel's love shack with all the Valentine goodies and a few rats for good measure. Or are they love rats? <laughs> Cut to Ben's house where he is waiting for Harry with a shotgun and a drink. Because why wouldn't you get drunk with a killer and loose and have a loaded double barrel shotgun knowing you are most likely next? Mm. And of course he just has to point the camera the gun right at the camera because 3D. He then unloads the gun and stumbles back into the den where the miner stuns him with a blow to the back of the head with the axe who of course points the axe directly at the camera because 3D and it'll be scary right? No it's just fucking annoying. He then forces Ben onto the axe and kicks his body forcing the axe through his head. 
in a glorious, again, practical effect. So to the morning, and it is now the, what, 14th? Honestly, I have no idea. When Axel is actually doing some police work. Hmm. Sarah shows up with his lunch and Axel grills her on if she knows where Tom is, saying that Ben is missing and Tom is nowhere to be found and bodies are piling up. Ben's body is found in Harry's shallow grave with his heart missing. A nice touch from the original there. I meant to see this earlier with the whole hearts and the chocolate box thing. They've done it three or four times in this movie, I believe. And yet another red herring as Axel thinks Sheriff Burke did it. Cut to the store where Sarah works slash Owns the place, it's never actually clear. Where her and Megan are discussing why Sarah picked Axel, if she was with Tom, okay, jealous much. Also, real subtle love, you want to shag her husband, therefore you imply that she settled also. Yes, well done, love. Tell her she was there that night when Harry killed everyone at the mine, ten years earlier on Valentine's Day. As they then start hearing noises from the back of the store, and surprise, it's the miner. And he attacks it both. However, goes more after Sarah. Mm, why Sarah and not Megan? <laughs> so she picks him off by bringing him with a frozen leg of lamb. I shit you not. She hits him with a frozen leg of lamb. Oh, dear God. She then runs off and, of course, falls. However, Megan smashes the miner with a mop to the face. And the two of them run off into the back rooms. Where, instead of pressing the buttons that are the alarms to the store, Sarah puts her back to the door. Mental notes here, if you're getting chased, never put your back to the door you're trying to hold shut, it will never end well. Anyway, Megan pussyfoots around with a locked window and Sarah throws the door shut with a desk and finally calls the cop a good three minutes into the fucking attack. Finally, Megan gets the window opened and Sarah puts her through, only after the miner stops breaking the door down. Mere seconds later, He's pulling Megan out of the window and guts her, yet Sarah decides to go through the same window mere seconds after seeing Megan getting dragged through it. Hmm, what, she can't run outside to find the body? I mean, the door was smashed to pieces, but she just moved the desk a little bit and ran through the front. Maybe ran with help. Anyway, moving on. However, the miner pulls her close with the axe and cuts her somehow. So Sarah sets off the shop's alarms, finally even though she could have done that much, much earlier, but she didn't. She was a ditzy bitch and decided to put her back against the wall. So she runs through the store and, surprise, Axel is at the front door, which Megan said she locked earlier, yet it's wide open. Hmm. Axel and Sarah find Megan's gutted body with the same thing she wrote in the card, be mine forever. Important that. Cut to Sarah getting her flesh when tended to, as Axel asks why Megan gets setting up yet another red herring. Or did Axel offer because she was pregnant? Hmm, it's not made clear. And Sarah tells Axel she knew about him and her, but that is never brought up ever again. So it's off the hospital with Sarah and some side eye from the deputy to Axel. And cut to Axel's outside Axel's house and one useless cop. And this is where the nanny gets off by getting stuffed in a washing machine and cooked alive. Which I'm not actually sure is possible with a domestic washing machine. I mean it worked in the original because it was an industrial washing machine. But I'm not sure if a domestic washing machine would be able to do that. But anyway, surprise jump scare as the miner is hunting for Sarah's kid. And all of a sudden it cuts to outside and Sheriff Burke comes out of nowhere. Telling the cop 
he's inside the house. So the female deputy goes inside the house leaving Chef Burke outside where he has a noise and is off investigating, leading to a glorious with gory death from Tom Atkinson, but not before the female deputy finds the maid's body in the dryer with even more extreme burns than the original. And this is where Atkin gets it with a shot. So this is where Atkin gets it right through the jaw. But of course, with a shot of the axle, the axe handle, because it's 3D and it's from his point of view, because it really works, this 3D marquee, doesn't it? Mm. And the miner rips off his jaw in some wonderfully practical and CG blended effects. After giving the police the slip, Tom phones Sarah and asks her if he trusts him, if she trusts him, rather. <laughs> Which of course she says she does, because why wouldn't she? I mean, it's not as if all this killing started the minute after he was back into town or nothing. <laughs> Axel shows up the hospital to collect his wife, and is told that Tom Hannigan, the nice Tom Hannigan, has taken her, he then gets on the radio about some Tom's mysterious past, but more on that later. Cut to Tom and Sarah speeding to Axel's love shack, and this is where Tom tells Sarah he thinks Axel is the killer. However, her phone goes off and it's Axel telling Sarah Tom's dirty little secret that he's been in a mental institute for the past several years. Also, he killed the nanny and Sheriff Burke, and after their son. Of course, Sarah and Tom argue, and Sarah grabs a wheel, so that the jeep hits a fall tree, and the branch pokes right through both windows and at the audience, because 3D, and that's scary, right? Sarah, with not a scratch on her, runs off, leaving a very badly injured Tom in the wreckage. Sarah runs off into the woods and calls Axel, who tells her to go to her dad's old cabin, aka his love shack. Yes, well done. Tell your wife to go to the place where you've been taking your mistresses and having sex with them. Yes, well done, that man, because there's evidence everywhere of your affair. Mm, not the sharpest knife in the tool, is he? At the cabin, Sarah locks herself in just as Axel pulls off road and she finds the gift and cards from Axel. For Axel, for Megan. Red herring or an elaborate cover up. Hmm. She locks sorry, she looks for a weapon and stumbles across a cupboard full of heart shaped chocolate boxes. Were they planted or is that Axel all along? Hmm. Just then the back door opens because why wouldn't you lock? both doors to the cabin when you know what killer is after you when one door is perfectly fine. Eh. And then walks the miner. Now, is it A. Tom Hanninger, the mentally unstable ex-boyfriend, that when he came into town the killing started? Or is it B. The cheating, jealous, possessive husband just begging to start a fight with Tom? Or is it C. Harry Warden, back from the grave to finish off what he started 10 years earlier. Let's find out. After some piss poor fighting, which includes Sarah smacking the miner with a frying pan to the helmets, which is designed to stop Karen's love, and uh, you think her metal frying pan to the head's going to cause much damage? Hmm. She, she then smashes a lamp over his head and uses that lamp to escape the window and runs off into the woods, again running to the mines. I should say the editing is terrible and Patrick Lozier to be Wes Craven's editor should be ashamed what with cameramen on every single shiny surface on the car doors reflecting on every single shiny surface to a piss poor day to night filter to an easily spotted fake accent shocking truly shocking there's even a couple of mind boom shadows and shots I mean Jesus Christ anyway yet another 
nod to original the shower room slash change room slash overall room with the same scare as original with all the overalls falling from the ceiling and Sarah running into the miner. So she runs off into the mine and hides with the miner stalking behind her. Every good horror villain should. Why don't these king villains just run after the I mean, is it an aerobic or something? Just like that, Axel finds her in the mine somehow and the two have a fight over the chocolate boxes and surprise surprise Tom walks into the shadows. Again, he finds her just like that. What did she have a GPS attached or something? I mean, come on, the mines are huge. So Sailor holds both men at gunpoint and Axel blurts out that Tom has been in a mental hospital. And Tom says Axel isn't to be trusted, yet well he is a cheating bastard at all. And says that Axel says Axel says she should shoot them both. I mean I would. Make up the both of the fuckers then let the two fight over. And anyway, this is where Tom would slip he knew what was above Megan's head. It'd be my forever. Cue some terrible overacting by Jensen as he sees quote Harry Warden coming behind Sarah and surprise the miner is Tom Hannigan and Tom Hannigan is the miner. Flashbacks to Tom digging up Harry's body and the miner appearing in the hotel mirror and every single murder site where a body was found. Tom is the miner but a shock to absolutely nobody because this was piss poorly written and the red headings were weak as piss. It shows how he managed to lock himself in as red was gutted in front of him and how he found the outfit. So was this a mental disorder or was this ghostly possession? Hmm, it's not actually made clear but I'm gonna guess it's a mental disorder. Anyway, Axel attacks Harry slash Tom and the two have some terrible fight choreography because no stuntmen were used due to the space available and Jensen is used to doing stunt fighting apparently as he does a lot of it on Supernatural even though there is multiple stunt doubles in Supernatural. So Harry slash Tom stab Axel with the pickaxe and Sarah unloads the gun trying to hit Tom slash Harry. We have another callback to the original in which Harry smashes the lights in the tunnel with the pickaxe as he does, it flashes from Tom to the miner and again about three or four times. So Axel and Sarah scurry away and Axel tells Sarah she has one bullet left after he wastes a bullet shooting at Harry. So that's seven bullets from a six shooter. Yes, that's horror movie logic, people. Horror movie logic. Ugh, moving on. After trying one last time to reach Tom, Sarah finally shoots him and surprised the bullet goes right through him and at the audience. Because 3D, oh fuck it, this 3D has to die already. This is a fucking joke. The pissing bullet doesn't even look real Hollywood enough for this fucking 3D thud. Move on to the next big thing already. Anyway, back to the movie. The bullet travels through Tom's eye and hits a gas bottle causing an explosion and blows Harry slash Tom off their feet. Cut to the rescue team looking for Tom's body. A poor medic finds him and gets an axe to the eye. Our eye also because of free fucking D. So he escapes dressed as a medic as Axel is stretched out and bundled into an ambulance. After telling, de after telling the deputy Tom's dead as Harry walks off into the sequel that never happened. So uh, that was my bloody wasted time, oh sorry, Valentine 3D. I am not sure which one is worse, this one or the 1981 quote iconic original with some piss poor red herrings, bad editing, terrible jump scares and that free fucking D where everything had to come out of the audience. But 
but I will say this one had some good practical effects and some so-so CGI. In fact, the CGI was shite. So this gets the same score as 1981 movie, even the original is cheap with terrible acting and some awful effects too. Fuck it, this thing's getting 3 out of 10. So don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Here's Johnny's Pod and email me movie suggestions to Here's Johnny's Reviews at gmail.com. Come back next week for my final movie in my anti Valentine's Day horror, 2001's Valentine. Also, next month is March Monster Madness, starting with Gremlins 1 and 2 and finishing with Troll 1 and 2. Bye!